five. So let's kick it off. Jordan, you want to ring us in? Yeah, I got the bells back. Nice. Good stuff. So what, we don't uh, do the count off and the, the clap because it worked so badly last time. Yeah, let's do the clap. Let's do it. All right. So um, we'll do it that. on four. So one, two, three, clap. And we are all drummers here. So I really hope we can get this right. All right. So here we go. One. I'm so excited. Yep, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> Slight delay, but we'll get it. It'll work. Okay. I think right. For it to work, everyone apart from you would have to clap early. Yeah, pretty because much. Because of the internet. Because of the internet. Well, I hope this uh I hope it still works out. I'm sure with all of the audio files here we can figure this out. Um so uh we have a guest today, Benny Greb. Um, hi, buddy. Thank you for being here. Big pleasure. It's number. This is your second time <clears throat> on the Chocolate Croissants podcast, and we we kind of took a break for a while with the podcast. But um, given the now afforded time that many of us have allotted now on our hands, and I think the importance of connection, interaction, um, and education, we decided to bring it back. <clears throat> and over the past couple of weeks, Benny, we've been we've been pretty consistent with new episodes. And obviously the topic um, has centered around what's happening in the world right now, um, mainly from a a wellness perspective, therapeutic perspective, providing people with insight on how we're handling the situation and how we've developed new routines and what we're sort of doing to, adjust to a new lifestyle um so i think we'll you know I, I definitely have some questions for you in regards to that but it seems to have been so far really helpful um we've gotten a lot of feedback from people that have said you know i've been in this downward spiral mentally and i'm stressed about this but hearing some of the ideas and hearing some of the conversations has sort of brought people back and that's obviously the goal so, um, you know, I think just to sort of carry on from there today, um, you know, is kind of where we can start talking. And, and just to give you guys a quick update, you know, um, I'm doing a lot better with the routine and with things now. Um, <clears throat> I've had ups and downs, as I'm sure many of us may have had with this, different, different good days, different bad days. But I did want to follow up briefly from the Dunkin' Donuts thing last week, which Benny... Just to give you the quick story, <clears throat> my in-laws were coming back from their beach house and they stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and they got coffees to go. And they sent myself and my wife a picture of the coffees and they were wearing <clears throat> gloves. And they said, look, we're wearing gloves. We're being safe. And my <laughs> wife's first reaction is, what about the lids? So come to find out that after they took the picture, they took the lids off and they wiped down um, the rims of the cups with wipes and then they drank it. So all of that worry that I had had goes right out the window. And I think that's a really sort of interesting moral to the story of not getting too caught up in the what ifs of things and worrying about scenarios that haven't actually transpired. Mm. Uh, and trying your best to 
to some degree ignore the madness and focus on what you can do, what you can control and what's right in front of you. Right. So that's the long story. That's the moral of that story, which was they weren't actually being irresponsible. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, so that's, that's something that gets you worried. So to be like, Oh my God, they don't, they don't, they don't do that. I've been sort of like the boy in the bubble over the past few weeks. Um, you know, I, I something you may not know about me personally, Benny, um, you know, throughout my life at different points, I've struggled with, with anxiety. Um, and <clears throat> for the most part, I have a really good handle on it. I've gone through a lot of therapy in the past, so I know how to manage it. However, um, with this whole pandemic, with some of the fears that I think are being created, It's definitely, and where I live and, and kind of what's been going on locally, it's gotten under my skin. Um, I've been afraid of getting sick. I've been afraid of a family member getting sick. Although the odds are in all of our favor, you know, um, it's still something that has been on my mind. And I think with the combination of the life changes and being really hyper aware of things like washing hands and disinfecting things and what we have to do now here in, in the States when we go to the supermarket or what we do when we go out, you know, it's, it's just a constant reminder. So yeah. someone like me who <coughs> normally has a sort of very low undercurrent of anxiety present in any given day, when you have things like this, it really spikes. So <clears throat> to my point before, I've had good days and I've had some rough days, but the things that have really brought me back to center have been a combination of being in this a little bit longer now and getting used to it um, and a routine for sure. And that routine is centered around physical and mental wellness. Mm. Uh, so, and we, we can definitely talk about this because I'm curious as to your take on it, but waking up with a cold shower um, doing my breathing techniques and my breath work, making sure I exercise, spending time in the evening in the sauna, and then finishing up my day with another combination of cold and, and hot shower work and eating well. So those, that kind of routine sort of filling in around the work I have to, you know, the, I shouldn't say have to do, but the work I get to do and the work that I, um, Uh, am able to, to fit into the day, those things really tend to be now the pillars of my schedule um, that allow me to kind of stay focused and on track. Yeah. Yeah. makes sense. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I don't want this to be all about me by any means. I'm, I just wanted to sort of touch base from that story because again, I don't know what it's like for you in Germany um, and Joe, I don't know what it's like for you in the UK, but here, like Jordan, I just got back from the supermarket with Natalie. We're wearing our masks. We're wearing gloves. We're wiping down and washing all of the produce. We are leaving the bags outside. Um, you know, there's a pretty big effort on, on our parts to make sure we are not bringing in any sort of contaminants or virus. And even more so than us getting sick, it's to protect others that we might be around, like our family members. Um, mm. So it's a little intense. What mm. is it for you? 
Um, there are different, uh, like comparable to states in the US, there are different parts of, of Germany. So Bavaria is an area, Hamburg is an area in the north, Bavaria in the south. So um, they also can make kind of different degrees of these shutdown laws and stuff. I think like with states in the US as well. And um, so Bavaria has gone uh, pretty hard uh, on that because also maybe because of the proximity to Italy and, um, and more the south uh, where, where it hit the hardest uh, and it hit the earliest. And um, now we're up in the north. I mean, when it all hit the hardest in North Italy, I actually was very close to North Italy, uh, near Innsbruck, near Vienna, Austria, and um, then then had to, to drive up. And then, uh, yeah, like more and more of these kind of different degrees of kind of shutdown or, or social distancing uh, were introduced or recommended. Uh, I think in Bavaria, it's more a thing of like, uh, really, the police goes around, and if someone wants to do a barbecue and something and just act stupid, they actually will tell them to get the fuck home. <laughs> and, and here, it's it seems a little bit looser. So you can go to the to the park if you keep uh, distance to uh, to other people. Um, they don't want you to go out unnecessarily and 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 mingle, of course. And I don't want to, but um, but I never wanted to. I don't like human beings, so you know I. <laughs> No, but but seriously, um, it's of course we feel it, but there is a. It really has both sides for me. So on the one side, um, I mean, first of all, the the first tour that I, that I had coming up was a tour in China. So that was that was gone first. Then I had a drum cab in North Italy. <laughs> oh, so I was really lucky with with my kind of uh, um, um, uh, job planning and scheduling so I basically have nothing uh, on, on my schedule till September basically I have not, not one thing so <laughs> and this is uh, the first time in I think since 1995 that I haven't had a gig like at least couple of times a month if not a couple of times a week and uh, so that's 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 interesting because it goes against my musician kind of thing of like huh you know my alarm goes off so something is wrong maybe I maybe I maybe I messed up or maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm now uh, uh, maybe I did something wrong in terms of I mean when you come up as a self-employed musician um, the first kind of thing is to say yes to everything and to fill your schedule to kind of survive. So if, if you're at home for a month, that, that's just a symptom of you, like having not done your homework basically. Um, so, so I have to, that comes back a little bit, which, which I find interesting. Um, but on the other side, um, I have these other factors. The weather is amazing right now in, in, in Germany. Um, it's actually like an early summer. Uh, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Birds are singing. My son is ecstatic because he doesn't have to go to school. He loves it. He's, like, he's absolutely, he's eight years old and he, he, he couldn't be happier. Like we, we do barbecue in the garden and we hang around and, uh, and we work out together and he's also into the cold showers now a little bit um, and almost screams as much as I do. So we have fun together. And um, so there are all this, there's now this family time that is way more extended and, and intense. Uh, um, I get more sleep. 
I mean, quite honestly, like the, this is a huge plus. Like there haven't been in the last, yeah, in the last 20 years, I haven't had like at least two times jet lag hard per month, you know, <laughs> where right. my where my clock had to completely and be like, feel like a zombie, like for two days here or there. And to not to now have a couple of weeks where where I come into a rhythm of normal people, like I, I would have a normal job or or no job <laughs> is 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 a wonderful experience in a way. Um, and I'm in the maybe lucky situation that um, I'm one of those musicians, and I know you belong to that probably too, uh, or at least know many people that belong to that, who are always, uh, w while they're on tour and doing these projects that they really want to do and doing this and that, always saying like, yeah, I have to update my website, but I just don't have time for that. Or I have to finish this book, but I mean, of course, <laughs> I don't have time for this. And, and uh, oh, my paperwork is a little bit weird, but I mean, you know, I'm never at home. And, blah, blah, blah. So, and my garden looks horrible, but, you know, I'm a touring musician. So, so there are all these things now that all of a sudden I actually get to do and, and get to kind of clean up my act here at home and, and get to projects that, that I actually sometimes, I thought in the last couple of years sometimes of, I fantasized about, maybe half-heartingly, but I fantasized about maybe a sabbatical or something, you know, like, like because traveling, I don't want to complain, I think I, we do have the best job in the world, but, but, um, but traveling is, is tough, like, it, it can be tough and, and demanding, definitely, health-wise, definitely, and um, so, that there is the good and the bad. Um, I if if I had no input going in, like in the next five months, and that's not that unlikely. Um, I still would know what to do every day from morning till evening. Actually, in an amount where I I almost got stressed in the last week of like, look, I I don't have to do everything at once, but everything has to be now perfect here and and. Uh, uh, but it's it's interesting where thoughts go. I also caught myself almost thinking like when they talked about like maybe loosening the the things a little bit because Germany now is doing a good job and like like there, we don't have that many new cases as we feared at first. And uh, I was like, wait, what, what about this is over before I get all my homework done? You know, like where, where I think like, oh, this is crazy. Like, but what am I thinking? Why not? Why not let people travel? And I still stay at home and do my homework. I don't need to. I don't need the crisis to to continue for me to be disciplined to finish my projects at home. So, but but it's interesting. So, yeah, th this is kind of a first overview. Maybe you have you have questions uh, more more specific, but that's kind of the the headspace that I'm in right now. Yeah, Go ahead, Benny, I I'm curious. I mean, look, for all of us, this has. Uh, given us an opportunity in many ways it's forced us into this opportunity of reflecting on how we've been living prior to this and what yeah. what had been working what wasn't working and uh, you know it, it seems like you are look you're one of the most productive people I've ever interacted with and it's it's no surprise that you've used this as an opportunity to uh, you know kind of start working on some of those things that that maybe were on the back burner because of all your other obligations uh, as you traveled and, and worked with people in person. Um, so I'm curious, look, it's fascinating 
for me to, to hear once these restrictions may loosen a bit, you're thinking like, oh shit, I'm kind of enjoying this new rhythm in my life right now. Um, whether that may be uh, with your drumming and music career or even the, the engagement with your son. So, so I'm curious, at, at this point, um, it, into this uh, new reality, uh, can, can you already get a sense of how does your life change even when you do have uh, this freedom to, to travel a bit more again? Mm, I haven't thought about this much, to be quite honest. Um, uh, because in, in the beginning, as probably also with most of you, like, at first there was this phase of like, oh, we're going to move this tour till a month later, or we're going to move it till two months later. And, and, and now it almost also on the sense of like, like, uh, the agency I'm working with, they, they now like surrender <laughs> to the situation and be like, you know what? We can't make any predictions for the next kind of two weeks or, or two months or anything. Let's just wait with everything that's kind of just um and this is where i'm at right now it's like you know what i know what is now i know what i can control now and uh, i i at least know one thing i don't want this to be over uh and then looking back having regrets yeah. <laughs> you know then looking back and being like oh i should have oh i should have because this is a historical chance also again not i'm not to take lightly that of course there are people suffering in uh health-wise financially definitely um but but just for me personally so i definitely don't want this crisis to continue for other people but but just for me in my my uh time management kind of um yeah i i thought my job is okay how do i deal with this new situation and how uh, do I not uh, waste my my thoughts on things that I can't change or can't control? Because that's when you feel uh, like a victim, if of, of of course of circumstance. Because there are many things that are out of our control, and if we hope for or try to, and uh, um, it's like it's, there's no use for that. So, so what what will happen after that? I don't know. I um, yeah now is all we have i think <laughs> if, if i may um i think an, another way to sort of ask the question that jordan just asked is um if you had to guess if you had to say right now if like let's say you have to make a, a a call do you think that based on how much you are actually taking advantage of this situation how productive you're being seemingly how much you're enjoying the time at home, <clears throat> do you think that you might consider working in more home time to your schedule than previously in the past, given how much you have been going and going and going? That, that's maybe another way to answer that question. Yeah, it's possible. Question. It's definitely possible. I mean, I had even before this double life where I'm half of the month, uh, I'm touring and, and doing stuff uh, musically, and then half of the month, I'm a dad. So I, I already had kind of this yeah double life i like double life because it sounds like superman or something but no but um uh but i don't know i mean on the other side there is no doubt about it that as soon as i can 
I want to play with and for people again, <laughs> and I want to, and I want to be in contact with with uh, with people and, and teach in person. I'm I'm not I'm not so much uh, like a, I get a tons of requests for like Skype lessons and blah blah blah, and I'm I'm not so much in the headspace for it to be quite honest. Um, I um, I love being in a room with people and and seeing their faces and, and working with them. I'm, I'm a hippie in that way, and uh, but. Um, yeah so who knows but first i have some homework to do yeah well here's here's my guess if i may matt um yeah i I totally relate to you benny i I mean i get energy by being in the room with people and most of the work that i do uh is working with with individuals one-on-one but especially in in a group setting and i know for sure uh one way that i will be fundamentally different moving forward uh, once we get through this is that when I am working in the room with people, uh, the preciousness of that um, Mm. will be so much more apparent to me. And for Mm. that, I will be fundamentally changed uh, forever. And I hope it's one of those things that doesn't, that shine doesn't wear off over time, whether 10 Mm. months from now or 10 years from now, because now that it's been taken away, I mean, what a gift. You know, and, 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 and so for me, that is hopefully one of the biggest uh, lessons that I take from this, just the preciousness of being in a room and, and, and creating and connecting and engaging, especially musically, uh, with other human beings. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. I couldn't agree more. I can't wait to get out and play shows again. We just had to cancel our tour officially in June. Yeah, I've um, seen that. Yeah, it's a, you know it it was expected for sure, mm. um, but it's pretty unbelievable to hear the the sort of prognosis from people, professionals in the industry, saying that there's a very good chance that bands won't be back out touring until you know 2021 or maybe even you know second quarter, third quarter of 2021. Yeah. Um, it's pretty it's pretty it's definitely real i mean i I talked with my agency and uh they said like look i mean you know people that are really struggling right like uh, what what do you and they're like yeah i mean sometimes when we have to do i mean my agency basically lives from uh as it's not my agency but the agency that i'm uh that i'm affiliated with they they live from their daily like bread and butter is to do like 50 to promote like 50 shows a month or something, right. you know? And then right. if, if, if that doesn't doesn't happen, now they're in the situation that they already work for those shows that now are getting canceled, so they get squawked. And then uh, they have to kind of see where to put it and blah, blah. So they are already are like, ooh. And then what they told me is like, uh, they said, they talked to clubs and they said like, look, can we do it in, in August? Can we do it in like December? And they say, like, look, maybe we won't be around then. <laughs> you know, like yeah. some of the clubs are actually like, let's see. And then they have this this one band uh, that uh, collaborated with this brewery in Bavaria that existed for 400 years. You know, it's like one of these, and they're bankrupt now. Right. Uh, where it's like, oh, okay, so the, so I have these, these islands around me where I see like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, this is serious. I mean... Uh, I'm doing my heavy stuff here and I try to finish my book. But of course, there is other, there's definitely other stuff happening. And, but again, reinforcing for me, um, 
I, I got a text from a friend uh, recently, a musician, fellow musician, uh, very cryptic. He said like, Neh. and then another one like, oh man. And then another one like, and I'm like, what's up? Like, what, what's going on? And he's like, oh, coronavirus, it's horrible. Blah. He said a worst word that I don't want to say now. And, uh, and then I said like, is any, are you sick? Is anyone of your loved ones sick? And he said like, no, I just don't like not being able to do what I want to do. And then I just ranted at him. <laughs> mm. I was like, dude, stop it right now. Like, you're not sick. You don't know anyone who's sick. Like, you financially okay. Like, uh, stop right now. Like, get get busy. Do what, what you... And, and be grateful for what you have. It's the, thing, it's the very uh, human thing to, of course, focus on, oh, my God, we don't have that. We don't have that. And I think we have to be careful of that. For example, that not our rights to protest or to, to gather and to move freely without an app on the phone and stuff. So that, 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 that is not a permanent thing because usually when freedom gets taken away, as we in Germany very well know out of history books, they usually they, they are not given back. <laughs> so, so, um, so we have to, to be aware of that, uh, the stuff that goes away and that is not here now. But at the same time, we should always be uh, incredibly grateful for what we do have and what we still do have. And, and uh, so, I mean, in, in, with myself, uh, I got a nice reminder recently because I just had a near-death experience like uh, three weeks ago where right. uh, someone on the Autobahn just uh, um, uh, kicked, me, kicked me out of, uh, out of my, my lane and into a couple of trees. So that was very exciting. And, and I just realized, wow, I could sit in a wheelchair right, right now, you know, it's like... <laughs> So I'm, 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 I'm very, uh, very happy with, with what I, I'm, I think for me, the thinking is only because I don't have challenges and problems doesn't mean that I can't be grateful. We sometimes think it's an either or, uh, I try to have the mindset to be grateful for the problems I have right now, because I could have very different ones, you know? So. Yeah. Do you have a, a daily gratitude practice per se? I do. I do. I think it's one of the most important things. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually do this with my family now, and my son sometimes uh, reminds me of it. Uh, in the morning, we always ask, uh, or we call it the morning questions. Um, the first one is, uh, what are the three things you're grateful for today? Then the next one is, what are three things for a great day? Then the next one is, what are two affirmations? Two or three affirmations. And... Uh, and then that's it. And then in the evening before going to bed, we ask, what are the three highlights of the day or magic moments or whatever you want to call it? And then what are three things that you learned today? Which is a basic a linguistic trick to not say what sucked, <laughs> but to frame it in a productive way. So to be like, like the Buddhists say, if you lose, don't lose the lesson. So of like, uh, I, I now know uh, I mean, to make it silly, I now know this rudiment is way harder than I thought. It, 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 instead of like, oh, practicing sucked today, you know? Right. Uh, so, and it's also maybe a framing that sets you up for the next day. That might be one of the three things for a great day in the next day. And, it, it, um, and it's also maybe something to ponder for the subconscious while sleep or I don't know, I don't know. But it's just something 
ritual-wise that, that frames the day nicely. And it's also, if you do it with your family or loved ones or, or, or people that you Skype with or whatever, it's, it's a thing of nice communication. If I know, oh, for, for my girl, like what's the three things that she wants to get done today or what, what is important in the day, I already can feel whether she will be like, oh, I just want to relax and want to feel stressed and blah, blah. I, I already know what that means in the day or if she's like super pumped and has as in germany we say i don't know if you have that saying in america to have bumblebees in the ass that means <laughs> that means you feel like you you have to do something you have to be productive you have to you know you have to uh so but but so the the communication bit that i just talked about is a is a plus but the main thing is i think to direct your spotlight in your mind that we have anyway that just goes <laughs> wherever uh, whatever is latest and loudest to to focus that on the things that might or hopefully serve serve us yeah i really i really like that yeah it's something that i i need to personally make sure that i include in my day um along with the routine to make sure that i'm stopping and and having that either personal conversation with myself or with my wife, for example. And, you know, it was great last night. We, so yesterday we drove down to uh, her family's beach house cause no one's here and it's just the two of us and we can, we can spend a week and we've been, um, we sold our house officially and we've been living with her parents, which is great, <clears throat> but there's four of us and three dogs and two cats and it can get a little bit manic and um, coming down here, <clears throat> you know, was definitely a goal for us to be able to just get away. I mean, I don't know if you can see out this window, but uh, that's the ocean. Oh, shit. So, I mean, you're we're... You're such a show-off. I mean... <laughs> I know. I, I'm totally showing off. At but, first, I thought, wait a second, we moved in with our parents. That sounds like a jazz musician. And now you show this? Oh, yep. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm doubling back. Um, <laughs> Great. But yeah, and, we're, and we're, we're, we're living with them for the next four or five weeks until we can move into our new house. Um, but coming down here <clears throat> last night, it was like the first time, and I want to say in a couple weeks where my wife and I really, I think just like took a deep breath, had a really good conversation about the things that we've experienced in the past couple weeks, living with family, um, realizing that we have, despite this, um, forced, uh, downtime in some ways we have not stopped we really have mm -hmm. not stopped well we we figured out we haven't stopped since october um mm -hmm. with different pretty big things going on in our lives um mm. both independently from each other and then as a married couple mm. and we talked for a couple hours last night and really kind of recapped a lot and expressed the gratitude that we have for certain things and it was it was one of the best conversations we've had in a, in a long time mm -hmm. um to think that that's something that we really can practice every day by framing questions like you're talking about is a very attractive thing to me because it it, it leaves a very good taste in your mouth um and it sets like you said it sets the spotlight for the day and uh, uh, just to be clear, I, I think I think that's a great point. And and, and crazy busy can in itself be uh, a distraction, of course. 
So, yeah. so I'm, I'm not putting productivity on a pedestal uh, only, only if, in my definition, being product, me being productive is having a great time with my son, uh, having, uh, having a great meditation or, or a great uh, whatever, if I, if I want to do that. Uh, or it can be like finishing to mix this song or whatever. But uh, productive doesn't mean that uh, now the craziness has to continue. Like whatever, whatever is needed, whatever is, I think, uh, I mean, it's always important. I mean, look, the funny thing is, all the things that we now say, oh, it's very important now to take care of yourself, or it's very important now to, to look that you're happy and you're not crazy busy and stuff. That was always important, really, wasn't it? Like, it's, it's maybe just simpler if, if, you get, uh, if you get your normal routine. Whenever, whenever your routine is taken away from you, uh, um, then you have to rethink. Everything comes, comes in, into consciousness a little bit more. And that rethinking itself, or thinking about every step, will of course uh, maybe let some things resurface or surface for the first time. Um, and that has, I mean, has to be a good thing in a way if it, it, to also give that attention and to give that time and, and space. Um, and then the only way out is through <laughs> with these things usually. Before we, uh, we, we pivot from the conversation of gratitude, um, look, I think it's wonderful, Benny, what you shared and, and this very concrete practice that you have in community with, with your family members. Um, but for some watching or listening this, you know, uh, they may be in isolation by themselves right now, or look, may just not feel comfortable calling up uh, someone in their family or a good friend and, and saying, hey, why don't we try this gratitude thing together? So I've shared this in our private Facebook group, but I don't know if I've shared it publicly through through one of these episodes, but our good friend, Jeff Blake, who is a former guest on Chaka Croissants, uh, he has a wonderful, uh, very warm and inclusive private Facebook group called Global Gratitude Jar. And mm. every single morning, he uh, sets up the post for the day uh, with usually an image and a uh, some teaching, some story, uh, but but he he puts creative and 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 some touching thought into uh, that day's post. But essentially, it sets up a thread for everyone in the group to simply share what they're grateful for. Uh, some mm. people will share one word. Some people write a few paragraphs. And there's mm. a lot of community members that offer incredible social support that go through and will comment on other people's uh, you know responses and start conversation from there, or, or just simply, uh, you know, kind of offer this energy of, I see you, uh, and, and I'm here with you in this. So mm. you know, for those who might feel a bit more comfortable doing it digitally, uh, for those who may feel comfortable perhaps doing it with people that they may not have close relationships with, um, global gratitude jar, uh, and whether you, you sit and you observe before you feel even comfortable sharing publicly or on your own, because we all kind of start uh, at different places of comfortability with these things. But uh, and the an important, what, oh, sorry, I didn't. I just, the, the, the importance of cultivating a safe, supportive community, uh, whether in person or online, just like we're trying to do with the Chalka Croissants Facebook group. Um, I, I think us modeling these types of behaviors uh, through our comments and through the threads that we start um, can hopefully help people uh, build more trust, 
and comfort, and eventually that can lead to to more personal expression. Mm. And I think writing down that stuff is incredibly helpful anyway, whether it's digital or I'm a little bit old school. I really believe in the act of, which is basically materializing immaterial things, thoughts. And that's, that's just a magical thing that happens there. It organizes thoughts, it slows down thoughts, because usually thoughts, especially the more anxiety or the more stressed you are, there's usually a ping pong game of, of argument, counter argument, or an either or, or, or like conflicting things, blah, blah, blah. And they usually go in circles with, without stopping and losing energy. Uh, but when you write something down, you have to grab one of these things that flows around and put it somewhere. And then there is less. And then and it, it forces you to, gently forces you in a good way to, to structure thoughts. And it's just a magical thing, I think, to, to always uh, put thoughts on paper. And you can do a mind sweep, which is basically just writing down. It can be gibberish, like words that, you know, like no... It's not even brainstorming in the sense of like, oh, I want to get good ideas, not even directed. It can be just like, you know what, I want to do a brain dump or however you want to call it. Um, all these things are incredibly helpful, I think. I do this before practicing always. I, um, I, because I, I need every little cell I have up here for, for, what, I, for what I'm about to do. And, and I don't want to have like, oh, I have to change the light bulb in the... In the basement and i don't want to have that I, I, I dump it first i place it in front of the door and then i go in and can be dumb and happy and just do what i want to do because uh, my subconscious then also knows that the paper does a way better job at remembering these things than than if i like fight for like oh this and that as well and this oh i have to remember that so but yeah like whether you do it digitally or uh or you do it in conversation, like any anything that puts thoughts out of uh, your head is, is a great practice, I, I would say. And even if you think something sucks or something like, then then what is it? You know, like that is a very healing thing to be like, you know what, what, what are you worried about? Like, what, why do you feel cranky right now? So like, what, what is it? And then if, and sometimes, um, to, to have it there, it just loses the monster is way littler, you know, when yeah. way way smaller when, when it's on, on this little page in one sentence. Um, so, and sometimes not. Then you make a mind map around it and be like, oh wow, this is this is an, this is an enemy with many heads. And <laughs> what are the heads? And and how can I address one after another? But but to address all at the same time, anyone is stressed by that. Whether you work at NASA or you're a genius or you're just a stupid drummer. It's just something that, that is overwhelming to have more than two or three thoughts uh, at the same time in your mind. And I read recently, because I'm writing this book now, I, I did a lot of research about like, like stress and focus and blah, blah, blah. And there are hilarious things that, that I read about how many thoughts a human can have in their head or how many things can we hold in our head, like just remembering at the same time. And it's two or three <laughs> We think like it should be more uh, a great thing that I read, but I have to ver verify that still. I don't know if it's true, but I, I so wish it's true because it's so great. Um, is they they measured attention span and they say like a, a a young adult today has the attention span of about like three or four minutes, uh, and goldfish have seven. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> so I don't know if that is really true. I really have to compare, but if that is true, like, holy moly, it's better to write it down and then after seven minutes still maybe have it there. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of having something immaterial be materialized as well. I think that's a really interesting way to think about it. Um, along I mean, with that's the else. only way to have something material ever, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you think about um, a house, um, it has to be everything has to be finished before it ever is finished. A house will never be finished unless it's finished in the mind of the architect or, or the, the guy who plans it. It's everything is already finished, like it is there. And then they talk about it like that. They say, like, this is the house, although it's a piece of paper. But but that, that's how creation really works and, and how we structure things. And, and, and um, yeah. Benny, I want to come back around to the book that you're working on. I, I have some thoughts from the little bit, the breadcrumbs that you've shared, which I'm excited about. Um, but I want to include Joe in this conversation, too. I know typically he's just the pretty face that kind of makes us all look better. Um, but it's been a couple weeks since, Joe, we, we've, we've checked in with you yeah. uh, on, on the podcast. And what I really love about what we do, and especially this episode, I mean, it's truly global what we're doing. And one of the things that connects us all is that we are enduring this this world life event together, but from different uh geographical perspectives um so joe in the uk what has life been like the the past two weeks and i think even more importantly what what have you learned about yourself um what has helped you as as day to day you're figuring out how to make the best use of your time yeah well life itself hasn't changed much since we last spoke um the lockdown effects are still uh in play the strange thing that happened was that our prime minister was admitted to hospital and that was very weird to observe like certainly you know when it all started kicking off you your mind sort of races and you think like oh imagine if that would happen or imagine if this scenario would happen and like one of them was that i was like how would that feel and how would the world react so it was bizarre to see that play out but apparently he's um on the mend which is a good thing. Um, I think uh, this week has been, my depression has been bad this week. I'm not sure why. I think it just has been. It's been up and down. The one thing that has been helping has just been working out every day. Um, days where I'm like feeling tired and I'll, I'll say like, oh, I won't do anything today. I'll get to like midday and I'm like, I, I, I'll just do it because by then I feel like I need to and want to and it just lifts me out. I had, um, I've been feeling a similar thing to what Benny said a couple of times, because I've been so much more creative during this time. And I've, I've been having like this weird anxiety thinking when things return back to normal, am I still going to be as creative? I'm, I'm, I'm worried that I, that I won't be. Um, and of course the answer is, is just to make sure you are. So, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing and the part of that I've been finding a lot of comfort I guess in my work and being creative but it got to a point where it was my wife said to me like she felt she feels like she hasn't really seen me much or, even though we've been 
living with each other 24 hours a day. And I realized that um, I, I was sort of seeking comfort in my desk and computer a bit too much. And I wasn't actually present. Um, so that's been this week's sort of shift mentally, which is, which is a weird, I don't know. It was weird to observe, but um, yeah, that's what I've been working on this week. And, and that's been nice. I've felt a lot more present and kind of just generally happier and less stressed because I was, if, you know, I decided to chill out for some of an afternoon previously, I'd be getting this weird, like, stress in myself where I'm like, I'm not maximizing on this situation. I've got this this time. I should try and do everything I can to, to, to maximize on the time and be creative. And so I've just been trying to sort of take a step back a bit and be like, yeah, it's okay to chill out a bit and read outside. So that's been this week's journey mentally. Um, <clears throat> it feels like it's been a long one. I feel like time, I don't know, time seems to be going really quickly, but just super slowly at the same time. Mm. Like the weeks day by day go really quickly. But when I think about Monday, that seems like a two weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. But I do keep wondering how, what life will be like when it, everything returns to normal. Um, and I've been sort of having fun fantasizing in my head about how different scenario, different systems might change. Like how is global politics going to be affected by this? Uh, will social divides in communities be lessened because it's sort of reduced everyone to the same playing field to some extent. I feel that people are a lot more empathetic and appreciative of um, far more people currently. You know, like it's just stripped back so much ego and it's I just think it's been incredibly humbling, really. Um, and I'm going to, I'm interested to see how that changes the world because it has, something like this hasn't happened in, in a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I really like what you shared uh, and, and just the honesty you were willing to share publicly about the, the interaction with your wife. And look, I, look, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing to think about where, you're in the physical, the same physical space, but yet how present are you in that mm. physical space? Mm. Um, how sure. much of, of your attention and your energy uh, is open to, to the others that, you know, quite frankly, we have the privilege to interact with in a time like this. Um, look, obviously one of the reasons I'm attracted to a community such as this is because uh, we are all creatives, uh, mostly musicians, uh, but yet, I, I think we bring this humanistic kind of interest and, and philosophy into the work that we all do, you know, as, as musicians and the ways that we connect uh, in community as, as musicians and more broadly as creatives. So, um, Benny, to, to go back to this, this book that you're creating right now, um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, researching uh, the idea of our own attention um, look, I'm assuming you're not writing a book about like the best paradiddle practice. That's just no. my 
Um, and one of one of the things that stuck with me, I actually I was picking some stuff up from my apartment yesterday, and I grabbed the book. Uh, I think it's called In- The Inner Game of Tennis. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I bought that book uh, immediately after one of the, uh, the 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 long weekends we spent in in the Catskills in New York. Um, I read maybe the first couple chapters, and for whatever reason, set it aside and didn't come back to it. So, mm-hmm. in picking some stuff up yesterday, that is uh, one of Two books that I brought home to 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 dig into, you know, in in the in the very near future. So my question for you, I mean, I could see you writing uh, the inner game of drumming. Is that <laughs> kind of where you're going? Um, the the first thing that I have to humbly admit is that maybe we even talked the last time about this book already. <laughs> I think it's still the same book I'm writing on because I've been writing on this for years. And uh, so I have to preface that first. Maybe, uh, listeners, if you can go back to that other Chocolate Croissants podcast with me, there's maybe even more uh, information on that book, but a little bit out of date. So anyway, um, yeah, so this is really something that, and I mean, to to what you said before, is like, yeah, I mean, I, I worried about this. One of the, I jokingly say sometimes, one of the worst things about this is that at the end of the year, I might have no excuse anymore that I don't have this book finished. <laughs> because because um, one of the thing that, things that will get my mood down uh, is uh, office work. <laughs> and, and, and working in front of a laptop. And, and I didn't realize in my uh, naive, a hippie sense that writing a book is basically a desk job it's <laughs> i became a musician to not have a desk job but but writing a book is basically writing a book 70 or 100 times because when when you move this one thing to this other thing to make it work better then you have to read through it all again and realize ah oh, that no that that doesn't mean and then you have to do it all again, and like it's really like this, this dragon where, where you where you hit one head and then another one grows out. So, um, so yes, but so this first in my defense. <laughs> Second of all, um, yes, this is basically it's it's about effective practicing for musicians. So, um, uh, what what goes into that? What basic principles are at play at first? Um, and then a real pretty strategic kind of way how to use those principles that we discussed and learned about um, how how we then use them to so so everyone can it's basically like a mincer at the end it's a formula where everyone can throw in their unique situation turn it and then a customized practice plan comes out in the end uh, this is kind of the idea. So it's it's kind of specific enough to to do very specific things, and it's still open enough to whether you play a cello or you play drums or you are a beginner or an advanced or whatever. You can throw your parameters in there uh, and your desires, and by using this system, kind of boom, you have a very specific. Okay, what should I do now, this minute, and what should I do in three months, and um, I just wish that someone uh, would have given me a book like that when when I started, or even like a couple of years ago. So, um, and because I wanted to be perfect, uh, which is of course the enemy of fast, <laughs> I'm still sitting on it. But I'm closer than ever, and I'm and I'm already uh, uh, very unmodestly very proud of it. 
I think it'll be good. That's great. I'm excited for that. It would help me. I think we talked about that before that I I could yeah. use, use continued uh, help in those areas. So I'm I'm still patiently waiting. So get it going. No oh, man. Yes. I have uh, I have one other question because um, I know we're getting kind of close to time here, um, but it, it's a question that came in uh, from our facebook group in many different ways um not even specific to this episode but a question that we've gotten a lot over the pe- the past few weeks which is um you know what is the routine now what what is your daily routine and how have you put one together so aside i guess my question is aside from the work that you're doing what is the routine that you've developed like in terms of the other aspects of your life, like the wellness, health, exercise, things like that. Do you have a, a daily routine that you follow or a weekly routine that you follow? And if so, what do you mind sharing? Yeah. Um, so the morning question is basically before any planning gets done. This is kind of like the, the oh, I'm barely conscious. Hi, uh, what are you? What are you grateful for today? Uh, then, um, I mean, in this situation right now, uh, the first uh, plan is to make a plan. Um, the, the, I, we I, maybe, like many musicians do, uh, have a lot of old uh, posters, you know, band posters of tours that maybe left, were leftovers or something. And uh, I have this pile next to my desk, and I throw uh, a poster out. I take the back side of it, gaff it to the wall, and ask whoever is with me. And, at this time, like my son, my girl, um, uh, and we say like, okay, let's make a daily plan. Let's first make a make a mind map of things uh, that you want to do today, and we write them all down without criticism. Uh, like, what really? No, you you just write it all down, and then the next step is like, okay, do we have everything? Do we have everything? Okay, a little bit. Okay, then we write after every one of these things a time estimate. Um, which is like, how, how much do you think you want to have time for that? And then my son will say like, hey, Donkey Kong, two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, geez. And then, <laughs> like, what about making it an hour or like 20 minutes? And then we, we, we discuss that stuff. And then after everything has a time limit, then we can start to move those Lego pieces around and maybe be like, you know what? This is all outside stuff. This is all inside stuff. So first, having having the inspiration ideas of things we want to do. Second, um, seeing what they require, which resources or contexts are necessary. Ah, you know what? We have to go shopping to buy toilet paper. <laughs> then, and we want to uh, take a walk in the park. So maybe let's do those two. So together they will be this time. Is that realistic? And then, of course, a day only has uh, 12 hours or whatever. And then it's like, ah, you know what? which ones are maybe okay if we don't do them today. So what's, what are must-haves, what are nice-to-haves? And then that can be a thing. So now there are a couple of things which which would be called routine that I want to have in every day. Um, nowadays, it's actually uh, some kind of uh, workout, some kind of moving, uh, whether it's stretching. My, my uh, girlfriend is, uh, is an absolute badass at yoga and stuff. And um, I'm not, uh, so <laughs> I will try to do my best there and and scare the neighbors because I'm screaming and shouting and cursing. And I'll try my best there. 
she then maybe uh, does uh, have weights here and, and have a pull-up bar, which is basically then all you need, some push-ups, some pull-ups, and you just do uh, enough of them until everything hurts, and then that, that's great. Uh, and then I've, I've gotten into this thing, it's called the Wim Hof Method, uh, that i gotten in like two years ago, actually, because I... Um, I got so sick that I that I for the first time in my life uh, couldn't I couldn't play a tour, and this was for me uh, a big blowback because I always prided myself like machoish, which is also silly, right? But but still I did it. I, I I remember myself saying like, oh, I never had to cancel a gig. I never had to cancel a tour. Um, and so it came to the point where I had, like really had like fever for two weeks and like just felt like I'm about uh anyway but but that that was tough and even when i was then um healthy the doctor had was in his right mind and said like yeah you, but i still want you to come in and do a last check kind of we we take blood and i'm like really do you have to so i'm a pussy i'm like oh, no, i got another and he's like no no let's do it and 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 he he analyzed the blood and i was feeling fit i was like okay you know let's go like everything's back to normal and he said like that's weird so you feel good and I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, that's weird because your inflammation levels are at the level of someone who lies down with pneumonia and is completely destroyed. So, and I'm like, oh, really? And so that was very interesting and made me research into, I, I actually didn't know, first of all, that you can take a blood test and you can measure a level of inflammation uh, just in organs in the blood like like in little like almost like little construction sites in the body you know like everywhere uh, i wasn't aware of that i thought like oh either I, I really feel it or i have a cut somewhere and an infection or something or everything is fine uh, and that that works on you and, and weakens your immune system and and um it takes you a lot of like like with video games this energy bar <laughs> at the top right. um that's that's that that is a thing and then i stumbled upon this uh, wim hof method and i did meditation before i um but to cut it short um what i believe in is and i do this now since two years um what i do believe in is true is that there is some potential in discomfort and there is some growth in discomfort it's not always connected there is some discomfort that makes you weaker and <laughs> that is worse and it's actually an important sign but there is some discomfort that that um that uh, brings you maybe back to a strength that 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 um that you should have and, and one of these things uh is that i think our body was built in a time where uh, that, that is not really applicable to nowadays. That's why we react so weirdly on sugar. That's why we react so weirdly on fat, because we still have the same same machine that that uh, tried to get as much fat on this one day in the savannah when we had it available, and never expected to have it every day available when we call the delivery service. It's just it's just not good for us. So, um, and the same is with temperature. So. I do believe that it's actually good to, and our body was built uh, to be sometimes a little bit too hot, sometimes a little bit too cold, not all the time, but 
but that that is important for our cardiovascular system to work and expand and everything. And if we now live in a world where everything has to be just perfect and just the, 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 the air conditioning and, oh, please uh, close the window, that that makes us basically weak. Uh, yeah. Now I'm getting a stupid call. Let me, let me turn that off. Um, so the Wim Hof method, I'm not dogmatic in this i'm not uh, I, I i saw interviews of him where he talked a couple of things where i'm like <laughs> but um but what i find beneficial is in my personal experience is to take a cold shower um now i'm up to like five to seven minutes or something i now bought a little pool like a little just like blow up thingy you know like it looks like a like a like a barrel and then i i can fill it uh, with with water which in germany is usually enough it's usually then around like 10 degrees, 4 degrees, something like that. If not, you fill it with a little bit of ice and stuff, get it down to 4 degrees. And I try to sit in there. Like my, my record is 13 minutes now. and um, But I can't do it every day for 13 minutes, I have to say. But, but um, it, it's something that um, I almost now don't want to be without. I, I, get, I get almost cranky. I feel like... Ugh, I feel like a little bit, I, I want to cool myself down. And I had days where I had a little bit of headaches or a little bit of like, like uh, crankiness and stuff. And after that, you like reset. I mean, it's the crazy. science on this says that it, it puts down inflammation. It puts down, it trains your, uh, um, your, uh, uh, your whole veins and everything because they have to contract and open up and, and everything. My goal is usually to get to a point where afterwards I can draw on my chest, <laughs> so, um, you know, like like after a sunburn where it's like a little, little bit red and you can like yeah. press press and then there's a white uh, thing remaining. Uh, so that is great. And this breathing technique is, is also amazing. There are tons of YouTube videos about it um, to do that before going to bed. My son already knows the drill. He gets uh, a comic or something. I open the window. I roll him like a like a moth in, in like something, and I let the room cool down a little bit, uh, and and do this breathing technique before we go to bed. It's it's very relaxing. It's it's wonderful, and uh, it's great. So so with moving, with um, with breathing, and a little bit of cold exposure, and with uh, with focusing the mind on on these things. That's kind of my my my. Um, my points that I that I want to have and I find beneficial. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I I fully relate. Um, I mimic that on a daily basis as well. Um, it's funny you mentioned the headache thing, or if you're in a, a bit of a bad mood. I've found myself even in the middle of the day sometimes because because normally I'll, I'll start the day with a very cold shower. Um, but I found myself sometimes in the middle of the day, if uh, if I'm stressed or if I'm, if I'm anxious or I'm having a headache, I find myself knowing that I can do that. I can go take I a cold shower for, for five minutes, and you you don't feel that way anymore. You know, when you finish and you turn the water off and you're standing there, um, you feel like a new person. Yeah, you you, re you refresh, amazing. you start. It's it's an amazing feeling. So. I can relate to that. Are are you doing um, the the traditional breathing that Wim Hof teaches on yeah. a nightly basis? And and if so, do you have a number of rounds that you typically would do? Yeah, I usually do four rounds. 
uh, and uh, as much breath hold as I can do, but without like super forcing myself. Um, it, but I, I think the, the main thing, and if someone wants to uh, investigate this, uh, keep in mind, I think for me at least, the main thing is actually not, for example, when, when you do the cold shower stuff or the ice bath stuff, um, some people think that it's, it's mostly about like fighting that or like staying in there. Um, where I think the, the most helpful and actually purpose of this is to, to control your breath or get your breath under control as, as, as fast as possible. Right. Um, to not be like, <laughs> which is normal in the beginning, but to, uh, and, and what I found is a guy like Ben Greenfield, like recommends that as well to to do a couple of deep breaths before then hold your breath and go into the cold with a with a held breath actually which which really helps as well yeah um, they say that that activates the the brown fat as they call it right which is the the fat that has the ability to warm you up um, yeah i'm not so sure about that stuff to be quite honest sure um but but what but hey but what i do believe in is sorry I would say it's it's hard to measure that or see that when you're, you know, you can't you can't look under the skin necessarily as yeah. you're doing. But but I I agree with you. Um, I find my when I'm about to go in the cold, I do maybe six breaths or or ten breaths, and then hold with this intention of this is going to be cold and it's going to be wonderful. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. And I notice it starts to almost feel warm at points. Yeah. And it almost seems like after a while to not go as deep. Uh, it doesn't go. It doesn't seem to go through you, but but more like, oh, this is more like a surface kind of thing. And I get to relax. But what I wanted to say is this. Uh, so so it's more about being relaxed instead of like, Ugh! And, and same with the breath hold, where it's like, oh, I, I usually focus almost more on like, okay, I shake myself out a little bit. I mean, not too much movement, but but like almost like how relaxed am I? How 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 much do I feel myself on the surface? Like that 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 gets a lot of calmness done instead of like this breath hold kind of, you know. Uh, I think that's the actual purpose of this to relax into this and to to have a very peaceful kind of. Uh, experience with this and especially although it sounds counterintuitive also with the cold shower to be like you know what to just relax into this because i think this is the real lesson or at least for me to because if there is something that wants to stress you a stimulus from outside um that you have the ability to freely choose how you react to that right that is the superpower right it's like almost this victor frankel uh, kind of stuff that between stimulus and response there is this space and that's where our freedom lies so that, that there is not like, for example, like a friend tells you about these cups and stuff and you begin to worry that that's maybe the first instinct that, that you have. Um, but, but to realize like, OK, I, I get this distress me, but how do I really want to react to this? What I what what will serve me right now? Like, yeah. it, it, or, or what is productive right now, even for the friends or even for the uh, or and I hope you excuse me that I bastardized that example right now, but but um, uh, I think that's almost kind of the main lesson of like, you know what, this is stressing, this is maybe unpleasant, but I get to choose how I experience this right now. And I can, 
even if my monkey brain says like, oh, get out, that, that I can choose to be like, you know what, I want to be here right now. I want to I wanna step into this right now. Or I don't have to breathe right now. I, I will just relax and, and feel what happens and, and observe what happens without changing anything, without, oh, I need to breathe. Do I really? And of course, if you do, do. But, but um, so this is really the, the exploration there for me to, to, to kind of be in, gently be in control and explore and, and then also see these things in everyday life. It's like, oh, I get an email. It's like, really? Do, you, do, you, do, do I need this right now? Do I want this right now? What do I really want? And, and uh, So I, I believe in that. And what I also believe in is, is that it is beneficial that um, the cardiovascular system gets, gets trained that way uh, and, and um, that the immune system gets, gets activated by that. Um, and also, there is a book, a book called The Oxygen Advantage, uh, that also goes into like if you really fill your lungs um, a lot with with oxygen and and uh, how how beneficial that is and and alone to have deep breaths because in in everyday life we sometimes don't focus on that we have shallow breaths and stuff and it's just something that's just not healthy really and usually again in in like the in like the when the saber toothed tiger would like chase us. We would breathe deeply once in a while, you know. But when you sit on the on a desk uh, the whole day and like don't open the windows and have shallow breathing and stuff, um, it's it's way easier to to, to get like down and, and feel out of energy and stuff. So it, it kind of makes sense to me. There are a couple of things that don't make that much sense to me. Um, for example, he will he he uses a very poetic way to talk about these things and i love science and i think i think it's very important uh, how to talk about those things so that's i'm sometimes missing a little bit with him um for example he says like when you do the breath hold like do now the breath hold without any air in your lungs or something like that which is of course uh, impossible if you wouldn't have any air in your lungs like you would you would die it would collapse and stick to each other and stuff there's always air in the lungs and but, but these are, when you know that and you see that more as a metaphor and more as a help to kind of guide you through, through these thingies, so there's not, not that much need to kind of really freak out that, that you have now completely collapsed lungs or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that part of it for sure. Um, I find myself even questioning, you know, am I buying into this in a in a bit of a hokey way, you know, but you, you can't, I was very disappointed when he, when, when there was this goop thing, like uh, my, my girlfriend told me about it and I'm like, Oh no, not on goop. Oh geez. You know, (laughs) but, but um, yeah, the benefits are there on a very personal level. I mean, you, yeah, you really do feel them when you take advantage of these things and practice these things and you get better at it. I'm still very much working on, um, I think I'm really working on what, what you mentioned, which is focusing on the calm with the breathing, because I find myself wanting to feel the effects that I know Yeah. that, that, that tell me it's working. Um, and sometimes I think that I, 
tend to breathe deep but faster mm. in order to achieve the effects, which of course then creates a little bit less relax. But yeah. I guess what I'm referring to is I really know things are working when I'm four or five rounds in and my head is light or my, yeah. my feet are tingling or my hands have, have tensed up uh, in a way where they're kind of uncontrollable. Or like when we started this call, my face was definitely, you know, like kind of pursed together because <laughs> I, I had really gone through it. Um, those are the physical effects. But I also, I, I, again, to wrap this up, I find myself doing it a couple of different times of day if I'm lucky. Okay. Uh, I, I like to do it in the morning when I'm, when I haven't eaten before I really, um, before I'll have any kind of meal because I find that I can really take in more. Um, yeah, but you I should also, do it on empty stomach, yeah. Yeah, and, and in the morning is when I do it a little bit more exercise-like, I guess. Mm. Um, but in the afternoon, I tend to do it while I'm taking advantage of a sauna. Right, and that's great. That, what's that? I'm sorry. That's great, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's when I really am relaxed with it because I, I, my body and my mind knows like, okay, you're in, you're, you're in the sauna. You don't want to overheat yourself. You don't want to pass out in the sauna either. No, so I you tend, don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to, to really focus on the relaxation aspect of it. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a benefit to some benefits to both ways. If I should try to maybe focus in on the um, the relaxation part of both sides of it, and I think I am naturally aware of that, um, more so because of the cold showers. Um, my focus in the in the cold is to is to really breathe, and I you know I'll sing songs in my head sometimes, and I'll I'll even dance or move and and like pay mm -hmm. attention to whether my hands are loose or my shoulders are loose. And mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm slowly starting to, to, to bring that into and adopt that with the breathing as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the only thing I, I can recommend to that is I, I think, um, and, and that's a thing that's in drumming sometimes too, where people say like, oh, play this paradiddle and then say your name or like do this and that. And, so. and I think that's really not the thing. Uh, so for example, when you hold your breath, uh, and and you try to almost kind of distract yourself from holding a breath by and that way making it longer and stuff. I think um, it's it can be maybe way more blissful to just stay and experience your body and and really experience like what what's going on. I think that's the real uh, deal to to not kind of go through the motions and uh, and and for me even not the tingling. I'm, I think it's actually maybe good when, when the tingling is not too much or like I, I also breathe a little bit slower than, than, than he does. But of course I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert there, but it's, um, I, I like to do it in the, in the evening. It's, it's like to, to just let that relaxation kind of be like, all right, let's just switch off the light and roll. <laughs> it's just a nice thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's but that's the great thing. Everyone can do it. It's cheap. You don't need a membership. You don't need to like like it's it's a very simple, very simple, very accessible thing. And 
and we can also like uh, try around with it and and maybe i in a week will be like matt you were right this is way better <laughs> yeah sorry you wanted to say something yeah go well, ahead, uh, i'm just i was gonna say i'm really interested by this the the cold shower thing because i was i remember a couple months ago i was in a session with my therapist and she was mentioning um that there's like i can't remember where it was like north norway or something but like it's a retreat where people go to treat their anxiety and it's it's about basically plunging yourself into frozen lakes um and controlling your breath and getting out and doing it repeatedly and people you know months after have like go and say like i haven't had a panic attack in well since since i did it whereas i was having them daily before and i've always i've just been interested into why and i was i was thinking is it like because if you plunge yourself into water you get the, the the cold shock reflex where you gasp and gasp and gasp and as you guys are saying it's about controlling your breath through that and the only way I could think that it might work is it like resets your brain into acknowledging that the cold is a real threat and by controlling your breath you can counter the threat and then does that then subconsciously like mean if you're feeling panicked and you just control your breath it makes you realize that actually there is no real threat and you can control it or something I don't know mm. I was just wondering if you guys having done the cold showers because i since our last since the last i was on I, I did one cold shower and it was just the worst i hated it um <laughs> but i'd like to keep trying i think i just i was like oh I'll see what this is about and i put it on like just where it was freezing and got in and started hyperventilating and then yeah, i yeah. got out after 15 seconds but i was just interested if you guys have any like insight or experience with that if you've noticed a decrease in anxiety and i guess it's hard to tell if it's the breathing or the cold showers but yeah um you want to go first yeah sure I, it's very hard especially at first when you do it joe to think about anything else when you get in the cold you're focused on the cold and that's what you're feeling. That's what you're thinking. That's what is encompassing every bit of your being. Um, and I think for me, when that happens, I really lean into it more in order to maintain and, and be able to, um, I guess, live in it, you know, like, really be there and feel it and get used to it and try to find the good in it. Like actually try to enjoy it in a way, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Um, and there's two things I want to say. One is um, I definitely have noticed that when I am feeling anxious, it's a similar thing. I don't try to bury it away. I go to it. I, I, find why am I feeling this way and I feel it and I observe it. I try to observe it from a different level and I look in and I say, okay, these are the thoughts I'm having. This is what it's making me feel. To Benny's point before, I can choose to feel this way or I can choose to not feel this way. Hmm. 
it doesn't necessarily um, stop it from starting, you know, at different points of the day from different factors, but it helps me to identify it and then decide how to respond to it, which is, again, I think very akin to the cold. You can get in the cold and let it freeze you and think how, oh my God, this is so cold. This is so cold. This is so cold. And, and like run away with that. Or you can think, yeah, this is really cold. Let me turn around a bit and see how it feels in my back. Let me turn mm -hmm. around and see how it feels in my arms. Oh, I notice my hands, they, they feel colder than my back does. I'm going to stay there for a minute and see if I can get beyond that. And you start to just really be present with what you're feeling and experiencing as you go through it. And I've developed sort of like a, a method as to like how I get into the shower now or how I would get into the cold. It's not just like jumping in and here we go. You know, you breathe. And then when I get in, I, I start with my arms and my hands and I start with my feet and my legs. And then I step forward into it slowly while breathing. And then I slowly let it go in my neck and my face and my head. And then I'm in and I start to really pay attention to how it affects every part of my body and feel it and breathe and enjoy it. And then once I'm past that initial point, then I'll pick up the soap and I'll, I'll even like, you know, clean in the morning with it and I'll smell how good the soap smells and feel the shower. And it's like, you just become very aware of your feelings, of your senses, of, of, every aspect of it. And that helps you to then identify your feelings and your senses and what you're going through when you experience. Sorry guys, I'll be back in a second. Sure. When you experience other things, um, like anxiety or like hardship or other challenges. One thing I would say to you is if you want to do this, don't just go and get in a cold shower first. You really have to slowly build up to it. And the best way to do it is tonight or today, if you're going to take a shower, take a warm shower, clean up, do your thing. And then at the end of your shower, turn it to cold and stand under the water and just breathe and, and feel it that way for like 30 seconds. You know, if you can do a minute, do a minute, but don't just jump in out of nowhere to the cold shower because not only at that point do you experience like the flinch of it like oh i'm about to get into this oh no like this is going to be bad and then you get in and it's of course it's jarring um but if you're already in the shower and you're warm and then you know that your challenge is to end your shower with it cold and to you know practice it slowly like that that is a really great way to do it so start with just like 20 30 seconds at the end of your shower and then end it cold and then stand there. Don't just dry off right away. Stand there in the air and breathe for a little bit. And don't go crazy because you don't, you know, like don't do like big deep breaths necessarily. Just breathe calmly, full in, full out, and feel how good it feels to be really exposed to ha having been exposed to cold, but then feeling how nice the air feels on you, right? And how calm you can be in that moment. And then you just do it again the next day. And then maybe if you get used to it after four or five days, go for a minute at the end of your shower. And maybe during the shower, 
go for cold and then go back to warm and then maybe go for cold again and just practice it slowly to where getting in the shower cold is not as scary because you really know what to expect and you can prepare for that challenge, you know? Hmm. I don't know. I, I Hopefully that helps. But that's that's how I compare it to the experience with other things in my life. And it's yeah. also how I'm approaching you utilizing it every day, you know? And, and the last thing I'll say is this, I now find myself looking for colder experiences than what I can just get in the shower. Right. I'm talking about Benny's ice barrel, um, you know, or, or the barrel that he gets in. That's my next step. I can put ice in the bathtub, but I don't like the idea necessarily of laying down with it. I want to be up. I want to be upright so that I can breathe properly and feel it properly. Um, so my next step is to get a, have a barrel that I can fill with water and ice and fully submerge and rest there and try to stay for, you know, initially see if I can do a few minutes and then maybe five minutes and then maybe I'll, I'll get to 10 and maybe who knows. But I find myself seeking even more cold than what I can get now. <laughs> So anyway, sorry. Um, that that's that's my side, Benny. I don't know if you have any other insight there. Yeah, I mean, I think there is so much material like online of like uh, from the guy himself, like how to do it, and 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 uh, it's it's really like a thing now. Uh, the one thing I think I want to say is uh, that I want to focus on is first of all, um, especially if if anyone out there or any of you guys think like, oh, it's maybe not for me or something. I, one part why I was interested in that as well was because I was always the most sensitive whenever like there was some like hiking in the mountains or any lake. I was always the guy who was like, duh, duh. and then like, like, just like, it took me 20 minutes or like 30 minutes while everyone else was already and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Duh. Only the legs first. And <laughs> it was really a bloodbath. It was horrible. And so I, I was fed up with that. I, I, so that was also, so if you, th you could have anyone out there, I think can't be worse than me. Than, than I was when, when I started this. So I, I don't think you have to be, um, oh, yeah, it's no problem kind of attitude, uh, quite to the contrary. That's the one thing. The other thing is, the thing that's great is uh, muscle soreness goes away faster. Like I experienced when I worked out and I really like uh, uh, overdid it maybe a little bit or tried out a new stupid exercise and, and, and was like a little bit too proud of myself. And I already feel it kind of like, oh, sh then, then, I really have the uh, the feeling that that kind of makes it makes uh, like inflammation or like like muscle soreness kind of uh, that eases that a lot. That's good. The other thing that's great is you you will never have that feeling again getting out of the shower and being like cold, because when you do that at the end, you go out of the shower and it's this is way warmer than like you know like you're very comfortable with a lot of time. You can take the towel or not or like. That, that that's amazing. I remember all these uh, um, feelings of like getting out of the shower always like bent over and be like, Ugh. like that, that just doesn't happen anymore. I like that. And um, yeah, just like starting with 30 seconds. Yes, this app, you can do this challenge there or not or whatever. I think lying down is actually okay too. I, I wouldn't say that's, that's a, uh, that's a bad thing. I think he recommends that very often. Um, 
the the irony of the whole thing is I I had scheduled kind of a course with Wim Hof like uh, this April, and uh, and that was cancelled because of the coronavirus. Uh. <laughs> but um, so I wanted to to really learn it again from him himself after two years. But yeah, I think what's important there, like with everything, almost I would say is to not have this competitive thing about it, to, to just mm. more kind of an exploratory kind of like, it's not about like, oh, I want to make it. For me, it's more the mantra is more like interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like being interested in it, seeing what happens, like seeing how you feel and and being like, oh, this was very cold. Let's maybe once more and see how you feel afterwards. I think the only rule of thumb that's important, especially with the ice baths is, if you can even shake inside it, I think that's okay. But when you get out of it and you still keep shaking, that's when you need to take a warm shower or something. Because that, that's then really something that's, uh, that gets into the danger zone of like when your body itself cannot warm itself up anymore. So I almost regret saying that 12 minutes thing in the beginning. It's not a competition. Uh, I, most of the times I don't do that. And the last thing we have to say for safety reasons um, is that uh, these, this breath hold stuff uh, is never to be done in water or in a car or something where you can't um, because there is a little chance of, of passing out for, for just a couple of seconds it's not, it's not dangerous and stuff but don't do it while in water or, or in a car or anywhere where you could fall over or something do it lying down when you want to try it out that's, that's the other thing but I never passed out um, in, in two years, but maybe also because I don't overdo it that much, or I don't know. But um, I think it's great to try out. Yeah, Joe, give it a go. Give it, give it a few days before you, you know, say it's not for you. I think you'll really like it. And some of the things that you've mentioned, feeling maybe depression or just the adjustment, I think it'll really reset your mind a good bit and your mm. body. Especially with working out, that'll really, it, it, to Benny's point, it'll really help with the inflammation too. Um, you know, in bringing that down quickly and getting blood flow. And it's, it's just, it's a really enjoyable thing once you commit to it, I think, you know. Um, and you find, you, you may actually really find that you do like it. Um, yeah. I never thought I'd like it. Yeah, I never did either. Um, you know, I would, at venues on tour, I'd, I'd avoid taking the shower at the end of the night sometimes because it'd be cold. And, and now I'm, I'm almost, uh, willing to go less just to take a cold shower at the end of the night. Okay, uh, guys, I think I will take a shower. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, you just kind of don't care anymore. Right. If it's like, Oh, if it's warm, great. If it's cold. Okay. Nice challenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a really cool thing. So anyway, um, I hope that helps you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what spoke to me the most was was when you said if you're feeling anxious, being able to decide about how you deal with that. Because you know, I've I've had anxiety my whole life and panic attacks, and I've had therapy a lot for it. But still, it feels like this out of control beast that like follows me around, and like panic attacks to me are like, if I'm gonna get one, then I can't do anything about it. Still, so the way you described being being able to sort of 
interact with it a bit and sort of break it down and and have a choice about it is is a very attractive idea to me. So I'll definitely I think check another it out. parallel uh, parallel is also um, it's a mixture between acceptance and decision. So it's not it's not only surrender surrendering, uh, mm. uh, which uh, but it's also not fighting against it and, and making up your mind that it's completely different. It's like, it, it's kind of a, it's a, I don't know how to describe it better. It's almost like, oh yeah, wow, that is intense. Oh wow, I want to, I want to fight or flight kind of, but, but like, like it's, or, and, <laughs> and I mm. can do this about it or, and I can experience it this way. And, um, and what I heard as well about, but I don't know, I'm out of my depth here, but what kind of makes sense for me hippie-wise is that maybe um, th there is this stress level that we sometimes, uh, I think, make ourselves of. And, and there's, of course, chemical reasons for, for depression. There's like all kinds of stuff, and I, I'm not a doctor and I don't want to. But what made sense for me, at least, uh, having experienced mild forms of this, is... Um, that it seems to me that if if there is an anxiety muscle kind of that wants to be exercised and wants some like like a dog that wants wants to go out every once in a while and I, if I don't leave it out controlled with a leash it will mm -hmm. escape every once in a while by itself and I have these two choices either I confront that every once in a while and I and I push myself a little bit or I go in there and experience it and deal with it um, uh, but under my circumstances and under my control, uh, it then otherwise will just do that with me. So it, in, instead of mm. I'm having that experience, not that experience has me whenever it wants. So, um, but of course, that's also a poetic way of, of kind of talking about it. But maybe no, I don't. I don't think it's whimsical at all. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, to, it builds a relationship with the experience as well. So if, if it happens, then it's probably going to be less scary because you've got more uh, experience to fall back on and think, but like, but hang on, I've I've done this and this was the result and it was absolutely fine, which then gives you confidence and can aid you in uh, dealing with the situation. Mm. Yeah. Cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love these perspectives. It's, I will say that this conversation uh, was what I needed today. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it's good. It's a really, it's, it's good. It sets me up for this next day, weekend, week um, with some good goals, some things that I want to actually add into my day a little bit. Um, notably writing things down a little bit more and kind of yeah, taking advantage of some of the things that you mentioned, Benny, and continuing on with my, my positive focus, so yeah, That's thanks. Awesome. thanks for and whenever you want to continue this off-air, like, let me just know, any one of you guys, I would love to stay in contact. It's just great to see you guys again, of course. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Likewise, brother always so jordan um do you want to take us out i will so uh of course facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants uh come join our community uh it's safe it's supportive 
it's positive, it's creative, and uh, for us in particular, uh, it's what we needed in in a time like this. So, uh, if you are listening to my voice, you are warmly welcome to that. Um, to finish, two quick things uh, that, that I guess have a, a touch of romanticism to it. Uh, Benny, I want you to know that every time I drink dry red wine, I think of you, my friend. <laughs> and and uh, out of the, the two uh, long weekends that I got to spend with you in, in the mountains, uh, one of my favorite experiences was one of the nights... Uh, it was, you know, obviously dark outside. We kind of dimmed the lights in, in the barn. With, with wait, first you make me sound like an alcoholic, and now <laughs> you, you 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 put this romance stuff in. I, I I'm I'm happy to see where this is going. Go again. Perfect. So we the, the lights were dim. About twenty five of us were gathered, and you played just some of I, your favorite songs. Hooked up a, a, a maybe it was an iPod back oh, yeah. then. But you played some of your favorite songs, and and one of them was uh, the the first song of Miles Davis's Kind of Blue, the song So yeah. What. And I loved that experience so much. It just, it, it felt so good in the moment. And the reason I bring that up is most people listening to this right now, uh, either you're a musician, you have a passion for music, uh, or just a, a creative in, in some other medium, whether it's uh, writing or painting, and especially in a time like this, where many of us with good reason are feeling uh, stress or anxiety or sadness at times, uh, we have these tools already. Uh, mm. You know, listening to a song like So What makes me feel better. Uh, perhaps mm. for someone, uh, you know, painting can make you feel better, uh, not for just the, the productivity or the final product, but the actual act. Uh, can have significant effects biologically, emotionally, spiritually, and, and otherwise. So I want us to know that we all have these tools within us already, and it may not be uh, something so novel as taking an ice bath. It could be something as simple as the things that we already do, but maybe acknowledging that the things we already do naturally have so much uh, just potential therapeutically for us. So... That is where I'd like to end. Benny, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. It's, it's always wonderful to, to reconnect. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, and, and, and Matt and Joe, much love to you both. Uh, Justin, he is out in the world serving uh, people who are in need. So much love to him. And uh, until next time, uh, bye-bye. <laughs>